this book is really really good <laughs> I would absolutely recommend it whether you are a guy whether you're a girl I'd absolutely recommend it I think if this is a really good book for um, if you have children and they're gonna start their period or they're just going through puberty and they've got loads of loads of questions about period uh, about periods I know I would have found this really helpful when I was um, a teenager because I really wasn't okay with the idea of it all. It really freaked me out. Um, I think also if you're going through your menopause as well, this is a really this is a book that's really good. It talks about that. It talks about actually the hope that you can have in it because I know that it menopause is something that's really difficult that is not talked about at all about how often women struggle with that. But yeah, I just think really really good. Absolutely recommend it very informative very encouraging if you think maybe oh it's just going to be some cheesy book about jesus blood it's not it's so much more than that hello everyone my name is anna and this is the consider the ravens podcast we believe that discipleship should happen primarily within the context of the local church but that the principal way that this has been bolstered throughout church history is through literature whether fiction, non-fiction, from letters to works of systematic theology, literature helps us to understand the world and get to know the world we live in. Hi there, and I am Adsum, and this week we're going to be chatting about the brief theology of periods. Ooh. And then there's a little subtitle that just goes, yes, really, or something like that. <laughs> it's really um, funny. Uh, this came out last year in the May of in May of 2021. Um, you all remember 2021, big long year that never seemed to end, but it oh is finally over. Uh, <laughs> but one really good thing that came out of last year was this book written by mm -hmm. Rachel Jones. And if you want to go and sample that, you can go to Goodreads right now and read the first 17 pages for free. Um, but if not, and you're looking forward to reading this and you want to hear more. Anna, why don't you kick us off? What first off, what what are periods? Because <laughs> for those of our listeners who, who aren't aware that this happens every month, all the time, to lots and lots of people. Ooh, some sassy pants right there. Um actually that's perfect. Uh, uh, uh isn't it? Yeah, sassy uh, pants. I was gonna say, <laughs> it, is that what you use? Is that like a technical term? Like <laughs> it should be a period company, actually, calling it sassy pants. Okay. That is um that is copyright <laughs> right here. You heard it first. Um, so what we really wanted, we actually really wanted to uh, talk about this book because this is a topic that actually, if you think about, at least half of the women in the world have this, and many many people in church deal with this on a regular basis. And the church is not actually something. Um, the church, the Bible um, is not shy or embarrassed about talking about it. And just to say, if you're sitting there going, oh, okay, this episode is not for me. I'm a guy. That's fine. Theology of periods for the girls, for the women, that's fine, but not for me. Please, please, please don't switch off here. I have a friend that I was talking with just the other day who's a pastor up in Scotland, and he was doing a set of sermons through Leviticus, and he picked up this book last year while he was doing it, and he just we were just talking about how phenomenally helpful it really is and how much it will help you to understand this topic better. If this is a topic you're shy about, don't be. This, this is something we should all understand. If there was anything else in the world that 
half of people went through, we would all be talking about it. But for some reason, this is a topic that, especially we as men, especially in the West, have decided that we're just not interested in. And that's that's not okay from a theological point of view or really any point of view. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, I realised I actually never answered your question about what periods are. What periods are. <laughs> <laughs> so before we go on talking about how people should talk about it, let's actually talk about it. So generally speaking, a period lasts from about two to seven days starts roundly round about the time that women start uh their puberty so 13 is the rough age basically it's in the menstrual cycle so during the month blood and tissue build up in the uterus to get ready for a fertilized egg and then when the period hits that's when all the blood tissue and everything that's you know that's ready for a baby comes out through the vagina and they bleed for a bit it's also worth noting for many women it's quite painful so not only is it painful during the period but you can have premenstrual syndrome so that means that people get quite emotional as well there's a lot of hormones going on it can get quite painful it's also can be quite painful during ovulation which is when the eggs released generally speaking for a lot of women it's not a particularly nice thing um and also you have to remember as well menopause as well which is something that happens when people are around 40 50 years old that's also very difficult often people are bleeding for a very long time you have a lot of other hormonal problems with heat uh one what's the word having heat not heat rashes what's the word that's it. Heat flushes. Uh, everything. I'm like the that. resident expert. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the the resident expert over here is going to help me. But yeah, so it's and also it's worth noting that for some people as well, it is a difficult topic because there are medical issues like endometriosis, which is when the lining of oh I should have looked this up, but I'm pretty sure it's the lining of the womb grows in places where it shouldn't, and it's really really painful, or um, infertility is another big thing that comes with a whole host of pain, um, emotional and physical. So we, we yeah, but mo- what we're going to talk about mostly is periods and about this book. And if this is a subject that is particularly difficult for you and, and you're trying to wrestle with maybe going to see a doctor or something along those lines, we would highly encourage you to. This isn't a a subject that we just want to tackle theologically, though that is important. It's worth saying here at this point, if there's a serious issue um, that needs to be addressed, that that might and could well need to be addressed medically, not simply from a a theological perspective. Would you say that? Yes, I'd agree. I think that's actually one of the things that I was going to say the book does really well. She says, hey, look, this is a theological book talking about periods and what the Bible says about it. But please do get medical help if there are problems. And another thing she um, says really well, and this is something that we're also going to try and do in this episode, is we want to be really sensitive to you guys who are listening and you're having really bad periods or you're struggling with infertility or child loss or just generally medical problems because of that we're not medical people actually <laughs> i did actually get a degree i was gonna say uh, yes you are <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I did get a degree as a paramedic, but that's not the point. We're, we're not given any medical advice. We just want to chat about this book and hopefully encourage you guys. So we've talked a little bit about why we are talking about this, about the fact that actually at least half the church this um, this is an issue with once a month. And also the fact that the Bible talks about it on a regular basis. I just wanted to know if there's any thoughts that you had about the particular writing style or understandability of the book before we talk more like, yeah, I th direct about it. Yeah, definitely. I, I think I think the way that Rachel has written this is very much um it's it's very clear that she has a lot of knowledge on the subject and she's really uh willing and ready to make sure that everyone has this information readily available now what she could have done given that there's not really any work on this is write a very uh lengthy difficult to understand tome that people wouldn't have taken a lot away from but instead what she's mm. done is given almost like the definitive resource on this subject so that somebody who is in like that like pre-puberty could understand mm. and also somebody who's never experienced it because they're a man or something like that though it's not written to men it's it's quite explicitly written to women um which is fine that's a good thing but that said i would encourage men to read it um and and kind of lastly i would say but it doesn't dumb anything down like mm. it's, it's not kind of saying things in like a callous way as we've already said she treats this subject very very carefully and very well in my opinion uh, from a kind of a literary point of view yes mm. i agree i think from me who is not at all professional in any way when it comes to literacy um even saying the word was a struggle apparently <laughs> um I thought it was very funny I really enjoyed her writing style I, it was very very easy to read and it flowed really well and I think especially as someone myself who's often had a lot of questions about periods especially within the whole Levitical law when it seems actually quite harsh towards women or even just the idea of actually why would God create something that is just such a pain both physically and also just an absolute hassle once a month to deal with so yeah I found this book really really encouraging I've actually encouraged a few um, of my friends already to read it so right let's actually talk about it because I can just rave about this book forever but so we're going to talk about a few of the three main not three main points but three points that I picked out from this book and just chat about a bit what we thought about them, what she said, and how it encouraged us. And one of the first, one of the first things we're going to talk about is about the marvel of the womb. So she made a really, really great point. One of the things that she talks about, and she talks about really well, is the marvel of the womb, and actually just the incredible privilege that we have as women to have miracles happen. We actually have the ability to create life, which is incredible. If you think about Genesis one and about how God creates life and all its being and everything. And then we can see in our wombs how the miracle happens in micro. God has given us and helped us to be life givers. 
And it is incredible that not only is it just creation, but actually every month we get to show creation and the fall and recreation every month. And it can be a good reminder of just God's goodness and actually not only just the common grace that is creation and the beauty and everything around it, but also it can then push us and help us to reflect on salvation as well, which she does talk about a little bit more later on. But I thought that was really, really great. So we talked before about how uh, she deals really well in this book with those who are dealing with infertility um, and those kind of issues. Um, With regards to this subject, how does she do that? Yeah, so she does caveat, obviously, the whole idea of um, bringing life and a miracle happen in the womb with women who don't have children, can't have children, difficult periods. This is actually something that's really difficult for a lot of women and understandably so. But actually, even in that, there is so much hope that God gives us that actually it's not just, oh, you know, this is your identity. But actually, this is just God has given us now a new motive to go and make disciples. It's not just your identity is in motherhood or your identity is in being a woman or something like that. Actually, your identity is now in Christ. And so that means that when Jesus left and went back to heaven, he said, go and make disciples of all nations. So it's not just actually the miracle happening in our wombs is actually the miracle that happens in our lives every day that mm. we get to go and we get to bring life to people of every nation and we get to have our own children our own offspring i think that's really beautiful that actually gives so much hope to a lot of people how would you respond if i said that the most beautiful things in the world have been the things that have become the most badly broken like it, mm. in some ways the things that were created to be the most beautiful had the most uh, ability to be broken because they were so great mm. yeah I think yeah I think that's definitely a point that she makes that actually often like you said things that are the most beautiful things that sh- reflect God's character are often the ones that can become so twisted and so broken uh i just want to clarify within that that does not mean in any way that if you are struggling with infertility or bad periods that we are not saying and the bible is not saying that you are broken or you are twisted or anything like that it's more just the nature of the fall um that unfortunately does affect people's lives and their health but i think in relation to periods I think that's so true because often with if you're given life what you're basically doing is that you're showing God's glory because God is a God of life he's a God who who brings life who not only does it say that we have the breath of life but then also the promise of Jesus and how he's going to give us new life and so it makes sense that actually almost with the shedding of blood which we're going to talk about a bit later and about how Jesus' blood gives us life actually how it would make sense the devil would want to twist it and would want to break it because it's actually a beautiful reflection of god and what he's done for us i think also just generally in life it makes sense that the things that are most traumatizing for people are often the things that are the most 
beautiful or the most helpful so for example like families the things that often affect families most are when families are not acting the way that they should and parents are are being horrible in a way that they should not be because actually families and like fathers and parents should be reflecting god and when they don't do that it is completely broken yeah totally i think also yeah that there is a genuine general sentiment in the world today especially the western world that we live in um that the fragility i i've got to be careful with how i say this but essentially the fragility of the female body like i'm thinking particularly with regards to um while you're on your period or maybe during pregnancy is something that we don't want to talk about it's, it's kind of something to be uh kind of ignored at, at best or completely denied at worst um I, I i don't know how many videos i've seen of people like just like oh i gave birth yesterday and i'm back in the gym today or something like that look <laughs> at me my six pack exactly and <laughs> that's you're not like, how it works <laughs> good for you that's fine but that is not most people's experience and actually yeah, m- most most women i've spoken to about their periods and their experience has been yeah i'm really struggling this week i'm gonna need some help and actually it's it's my responsibility at that point to pick up the slack there now female fragility within the context of the bible is not a a thing to be ashamed of it's not a thing to say okay well yeah this is something that needs to kind of be brushed under the carpet but because we are in community first israel now the church uh it, it's something that actually because we are a group of people that we are not individuals that this is something that as a whole we need to make that oh we're not like primarily individuals sorry Anna's giving me a, a funny face but like we are primarily community we, we are meant to exist within uh, the context of the church and the context of our families that we should be making up for the difficulties that other people are facing in the same way for those of you who are who aren't aware i've been going through some major health issues for the past year actually the second time in my life but the first time during our marriage the last year while i was ill although i'm still ill but not as ill as i was anna had to do a lot to support me through that now if i was to think oh well because i'm fragile because my body is not acting in the way that it's supposed to because I, I didn't have any like muscles in my legs because my spine was struggling so much because I was on such heavy, me- heavy medication, therefore I'm worth less, then I wouldn't be thinking in accordance with how the Bible talks about me. Mm. And part of my identity um, is not that I am alone. I, it's the fact that, yeah, God has placed me within a marriage. God has placed me within a family. God has placed me within a church. And if that is acting correctly, if the church is acting as it should, then I should be being supported. Mm. And it's the same with regards to you during your period. Mm. Like that's, that should be obvious to us. Yeah. It shouldn't lead to any sense of superiority or anything like that, but just humility from both sides. 
um, humility to serve someone else and also humility on our side to allow people to look after us and yeah. obviously like you said not just limited to men and female relationships but but every relationship because we're all gonna need help at some point like the the bible verse I can't remember where it is but that says actually um, let each other carry your burdens because it honors Christ mm. and it actually helps us to obey him by doing that it does yeah. raise an interesting question though actually that I've been wondering myself do you think because I've I've thought that sometimes when I've gone to friends houses or something like that when I'm on my period and I just feel generally rubbish or I'm somewhere and I'm like oh I feel really sick but whether actually one of the ways to do this is actually just being really open and just be because there is still although we're talking about this with a lot of candor and it is like something that we do think oh let's talk about there is still a lot of stigma about saying that to a friend mm. maybe not female female but to a guy friend and being like oh, I'm just on my period and I feel rubbish and to be honest I don't think I would say that to someone else I'm just I don't know no, I, I, I mean, in fairness, I think I think we as a household are quite open about mm. this particular subject, and we have fostered conversations about periods within our house um, and within our it's, home. It needs to be noted. Sorry, we're currently living with two um, male housemates because yes. you know rent in Brighton is extraordinary. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but not only the guys but also other people that have come into our home. And so we, we do try and make sure that it is, a, it is an environment p- that people feel comfortable to speak about those things. And I, and I do wonder, actually, yes, this is something that we should be able to speak about more readily. Um, but yeah, again, as far as, like if you are in a situation where you have, like, I, th- I, th- I think the difficulty is, is it, it's not, it shouldn't be on the response it shouldn't be the responsibility of women within the church to make this conversation happen. Mm. However, if you, (laughs) at the same time, there are going to be women who, if I brought it up, are going to be uncomfortable about the situation. So I, I do think this, this is not a subject that is easily uh, sorted. I I think this is going to need to take a culture shift to a certain extent. I think this book will really help with that. And I do think that that's part of it. Mm. However, I, do, I don't think that there is a simple answer that I could give to say, yes, if we just did that, then that will make it easier. I wonder whether it would make a big difference, actually, if pastors preached a lot more on it, because there are enough passages in the Bible about periods that would make it more of a normal topic yeah. about whether actually if pastors, I don't know, this is just a whole ramble. I'm not no, really sure. I think I think maybe um, in my own life, it's kind of one of those things where maybe um, if you want the change, you have to be the change. So actually for me, being willing to actually put myself out there and be like, I'm on my period. I don't feel mm. great. And then making that normal. Yeah. I think anyway. we, yeah, but bo- both of us would, would affirm it and um, yeah, encourage expository preaching. That, that's what we really want to see within the church. That's that's the the way of preaching that we think um, best. <laughs> it, it's just best. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how else to say that. And and realistically, yeah, if you're if you're going through books of the Bible, you will encounter this at some point. 
uh, mm. whether this is the subject of childbirth or whether this is the subject of yeah periods specifically or yeah as I, I mentioned before that the woman who was yeah bleeding for years and and things like that that, that these things will come up from time to time don't mm. just gloss over that like the amount of times I've heard that passage preached for instance and it's just oh yeah she, she had an issue of some female disposition mm. let's move on like it is essentially that's how it was talked about and and maybe they would talk about the uncleanness of it with regards to the old testament but again with a with a very huge misunderstanding of what the word unclean even meant and and so haven't dealt with this subject well and so, mm-hmm. yes, if you are one of these, if you are a pastor who is preaching this, I would highly recommend getting this book. And yeah. And also speaking to some women in your congregation and saying, am I speaking about, just, uh, appropriately, totally, and within a, a good space, not, yeah, don't just corner them on a Sunday. But or like, you. <laughs> yeah. Oi, can we talk about periods? Like, but like, seriously, talk about this subject and be like, I really want to talk about this subject. I'm preaching about this next week or in four weeks' time. I want to make sure I get this right. Could I speak to you about this with with my wife, with this group of people? I'm going to get a group together. I'm going to talk about this. I need to understand this better. Go and do that. I don't think that that is... I, I, I don't think that would be wrong to do. That's a perfectly fine thing to do Cause it, in like, the right context. Because it's worth noting as well that if... I know that, like you said, I've been in um, in services where pastors have rushed over it and it's just been like, oh, this woman's, she's had some kind of illness. Oh, anyway, I'll go past it. And actually what it does is that it actually just diminishes the whole problems of it. And it's mm. like, actually what you're doing is you're alienating half of your congregation and you're almost shaming them for this natural bodily function that they literally don't have anything about but you're going oh no I'm too embarrassed to talk about it mm. and I, I know the bible talks about it but we're just going to brush over it yeah um, but yes so actually so it's almost like in answer to actually that accusations that we can give to God either because of the, how painful it is or because of how badly people have dealt with it or because of anything else that we've said actually there is this real hope that we have that actually one of the things she said which I absolutely loved was that she said that Jesus was the man of sorrow for women of sorrow and I think that was such a good way of putting it that actually sometimes we can especially if it's really bad we can just be like why are we having to suffer this like every month or why are we having to deal with this or that but actually just knowing that God is there with our suffering and he gives us the strength and another thing she said which I loved was about groaning in the right direction so about actually we have to grow forwards grow forwards have to groan forwards and actually being encouraged to look towards in reflection to what you said quite a bit earlier about the fragility of our bodies actually it's just a reminder that we are human and that one day we will all die and that we're going to be with God and actually that's not something we should be scared of but something we should be really excited about because we're going to come home to our savior and so actually although it sucks actually being reminded that we are only human and that we have an end but the end as hope should help us to groan in the right direction to know that this is not the end 
um, that we have something greater. Um, yeah, so uh, the final thing that we're going to quickly chat about is also just a bit about the fact that just let's talk about blood. <laughs> so one of the things that she says is that sacrifices in the Old Testament were just temporary band-aids. Oh, oh wait, why did I write band-aids? Plasters. I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> did she say band-aids? She's she British. Did. Oh my goodness, what a joke. She's oh obviously writing goodness, for a... Um... <laughs> if you're listening to... The... No, I'm joking. We're She's very disappointed in English. A, um... Yeah, writing for an American audience. Tut, tut. Well, we say plasters, so... Because that's just... correct. Because <laughs> it's correct. I like that. So um, they're just like temporary plasters. And actually, we need to look at the sacrifice that Jesus made that although it that although sacrifices were made and actually it didn't take away the sin Jesus is the lamb who took away the sin of the world and actually that's so much better that by his blood we are free and actually one of the things she said that was really helpful was actually being reminded I must admit there's the difference between reading something and going oh that's great and then when you're in the midst of your period and you're like, I just want a hot water bottle and to be left alone. <laughs> but I think this will be a journey of learning to actually be reminded of our sinful state and about the blood that Jesus has shed for us. And she does talk a bit about Romans 5. And I found actually what she talked about was just honestly so moving about God's compassion for us. Like she points out about how Jesus says that, um, he calls her his daughter and he says, daughter, your faith has made you, your faith has healed you, something along your signs. And it's, it's just so encouraging that actually, especially within the context of what we're saying, that sometimes the church can portray a, or, and even the church and also just generally like the medical field often are not very good with uh, gynecological problems. Um, often quite dismissive is a lot of my friends' experiences actually Jesus is there and he has his love and he shows his compassion for him, for us and he says my daughter I'm going to be with you and whether he heals us from something or whether he doesn't we know that he takes away not only our sin but also he takes away shame which is mm. often a big issue Amen. that we have talked to chatted a bit about as well. Mm. yeah it's it's worth saying on this this subject that all scripture is breathed out by god and profitable for reproof for correction for training in righteousness that the man of god may be equipped for every good work right 2 timothy 3 16 17 now that is also talking about these <laughs> these passages that discuss blood and often we just don't talk about it because it's just not something that in our cultural consciousness that we even like we think that we need to understand. But again, again I say we, I men. Like this is not like unless we like literally like cut ourselves with a tool or a <laughs> in the kitchen or whatever. It, it's not something that we have to deal with that often. And so we just don't think about it. And so when it comes across, we just don't bother talking about it. If you are in family discipleship, if you are yeah, discipling your kids, discipling other people, 
especially discipling women, but also men, if you are preaching on a Sunday and you're glossing over these texts, you are not doing justice to them. Like washed in the blood of Jesus, Mm. For, for those in the congregation who know what blood is and know what it's like to wash blood away d- 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 again like i'm saying this as, so as a man pants. who oh, yeah yeah so oh, many stains yeah. <laughs> oh, and, and even like it's so I'm, hard to get out as well <laughs> i was gonna say specific clothes that you wear for that time mm. of the month like all sorts of things like we we know multiple stories of of people who have had like serious like ordeals with regards to this and like is it like their most like traumatic stories are like to do with this subject and and whatnot and it's like it is not a a far-flung uh kind of like yeah it, it it's not a like a difficult to understand subject for women and it's just the reality it's just the reality exactly mm-hmm. and like i realize as a man saying this that i i'm not getting this totally and i and i realized that like maybe even within the context of this podcast i i may have said things that people were like oh, i'm not i'm not sure you you hit the mark on that and that's that's fine i'd be more than happy to admit that um like i'm trying but i'm just not going to get it fully because i'm not this is not something i'm going to I'm going to experience does that make mm-hmm. sense uh, but at the same time that doesn't mean that we don't try I, th- I think this is something we really need to get but as I say we, we, as with anything else in the bible if we are glossing over it we are glossing over far far more than we think we are mm. like it, yeah, yeah it's, it's not worth us glossing over gambling because we think oh it's just a, we'll talk about that in discipleship and then you never do because people don't bring it up because they don't think that it's necessary. Or we won't talk about sexual sin because it's obvious everyone knows that that's wrong. Well, no, like that's, that's just not how, like, that's not how we would deal with that subject. This subject is no different, but this is something that encompasses a huge amount of life for, as, as we keep saying, half, at least half of your congregation, at least half of the people that you do life with. Mm. That it either impacts them now or has impacted them in a big way in their life at some point or with yeah i think uh, to <clears throat> summarize the book what i will say is this book is really really good <laughs> i would absolutely recommend it whether you are a guy whether you're a girl i'd absolutely recommend it i think if this is a really good book for um if you have children and they're gonna start their period or they're just going through puberty and they've got loads of notes of questions about period uh, about periods i know i would have found this really helpful when i was um a teenager because i really wasn't okay with the idea of it all it really freaked me out um i think also if you're going through your menopause as well this is a really this is a book that's really good it talks about that it talks about actually the hope that you can have in it because i know that it menopause is something that's really difficult that is not talked about at all about how often women struggle with that but yeah i just think really really good absolutely recommend it very informative very encouraging if you think maybe oh it's just going to be some cheesy book about jesus blood it's not it's so much more than that so yeah i'd recommend it 
go get it everyone let us know how you find it yeah wonderful well thank you guys for being with us we yeah we're just really thankful that you're here really thankful uh that you're listening to this if if this is something that you found helpful it would be really great if you would give us five stars on spotify um uh, hopefully soon we will be on other platforms too just trying to figure that all out um and if you want more content or if you want to stay tuned in and if you want consistent content uh that's sent to your inbox twice a week uh, please go to atravenhill.substack.com to sign up to the raven's writing desk email newsletter um to get two book reviews and an article from me each week uh i'm currently going through the book of jude very nice and we also um, have a twitter and instagram so you can follow us there as well but from us grace and peace have a lovely week you guys bye